Welcome to the new pod order, brought to you by FFD260, with your hosts, Nick and Alfredo. Welcome to the new pod order podcast, brought to you by FFD260. I'm your host, Chicken Alfredo, uh, on Twitter, and wrong. Nick is at Nicosaurus31, and we have two guests with us today, which is Bobby and Zach. Bobby? Yep, I'm a wrecked fantasy with an R, so R-E-K-E-D. In case anybody's wondering, that's my initials. I'm not trying to be like super hardcore or anything. And Zach? I am at Lopsided Trades, uh, which I think is easy enough to spell, I hope. So tell us a little bit about yourself, guys. What's what, uh, How long you've been writing for and who you write for? Uh, so I guess I'll start. I've been writing since 2014. Uh, I got into it because Zach got me into it, and he got me into fantasy. Fun fact, our very first time playing fantasy football, I won the league. So I think Zach has regretted it ever since getting me into <laughs> fantasy. Absolutely. Um, wrote for a few different sites, took a hiatus, then wrote for Zach's blog because I noticed how much fun he was having doing it. And uh, now I write for Dynasty League Football. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I wrote for uh, the site Roto Baller for a while, and then uh, stopped doing that and just started writing for my own little blog, just to you know put stuff out there without a timeline or anything. And we had a couple offers to write for other sites, and eventually DLF came to us and said, "We like your stuff. Come write for us." And you know that was the one site that you know it's like at the the pinnacle of Dynasty, and so I was like, "Hell yeah, let's do this!" And so here we are. He what says I mean, on the pod hosted by FFD. Right, I was going to say, FFD260, it's coming up there. It's uh, it's uh, on the rise. It's definitely, it's impressive how far it's come in so little time, honestly. I'm not going to yeah. lie about that. That's definitely true. Thanks for the praise, guys. All right, so now that you know a little bit of them, we're going to get into some week six recap here with a breakdown of the top ten players going on. Melvin Gordon and is number one after week six, his final game on Monday. Um, he's been used roughly 30 touches a game the last two games that they've won. And what does that mean for you guys? What do you think he could sustain that level of usage and stay healthy or? He's good. He's okay. (laughs) So this is a player that Zach and I disagree on a lot. And it comes down to basically, uh, whether yards per carry is actually a meaningful stat or not. Uh, I tend to be on the side of if they're getting a lot of usage in the passing game and they're still running a lot i don't really care if they have a kind of shitty ypc but i know that's something zach tends to care about more but that's to answer your question in short i think melvin gordon is good and he's here to stay look uh, he's a very good receiving back there's no doubt about that and he's a great goal line back but uh he has never had uh yards per carry above uh, 3.9 for a season. It doesn't look like he's going to happen this year. At some point, 
sooner than later. I think they're going to start giving a different running back more carries. You know, he can still, you know, be a good receiver, but he's, I just don't think eventually at some point he's not going to be a feature back like he is right now. That's what I think. With their current roster construction, though, I don't think they have a back that's going to threaten him for touches, though. I mean, like, I could see him starting to fade him a little bit, but, you know, just for, like, health concerns. But unless they get somebody that's a competent backup, I don't think anybody on their current roster is going to threaten him for touches. Uh, So as, as, as far as this year goes, I'm riding him. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I agree with that. 100%. 100%. Austin Eckler, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, he's not going to be a lead back. Uh, so for this year, he's a workhorse back, uh, even with his bad yards per carry, top 10 probably, maybe even top 5, just because he gets the goal line work and the receiving work. Uh, but I do think, uh, since I'm always dynasty-focused, that uh, by next year they might draft a guy in the third round or fourth round, even that gets an opportunity to get 10, 15 carries a game. I can see that. A lot of teams are doing that. I'm pretty sure an angel just got its wings, by the way, because Zach actually admitted that Melvin Gordon might be a slightly useful slash good player. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right now Melvin is just outside the top 10 in rushing yards overall. He's at 11th with 356, so he might be a top 10 rushing back by the end of the year, just depending. Um, Garrett Blunt's ahead of him at this point in time, which I think is outrageous. So hopefully next Chargers can keep using Melvin the next, or not next Chargers, whoops, Joel's Chargers can keep using, <laughs> can keep using Melvin. To be Melvin. fair, uh, Nick's profile, I'm not sure if it still is, but for a long time it was Philip Rivers, so it's oh, very yeah. confusing. It How was. do I football? <laughs> Um, so all right so hypothetical if you own gordon in a in a dynasty say you're kind of middle of the pack are you selling now are you holding how how do you i think with this usage where it's at right now that you need to keep riding him till the wheels fall off because he's probably winning you games and all the touches he's gotten yeah, so if you're in the middle of the pack, so you still got playoff hopes, uh, you got to keep going with him. But come the off season, I'd start looking to sell. But I mean, you're not going to get probably anyone more productive uh, for him right now. I don't think. If you're like me and you owned Melvin Gordon in a league where you expected to dominate and somehow had the most points against you to the point where you have 80 more than the next person who has the next most points and a ton of injuries. Uh, you might consider flipping him. It worked out for me because the owner of David Johnson just straight up wanted to flip Melvin Gordon for David Johnson straight up. So now I have David Johnson for next year. And I'm just going to put this out there. Really hot take, guys. If the owner of David Johnson comes to you as a Melvin Gordon owner and says, I will give you David Johnson for Melvin Gordon, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you should take say it. yes. I don't know. They got Adrian Peterson. They, yeah, oh. that's, that's true. Oh, that's, no. that's for a later topic. Later topic. <laughs> yeah, we'll be getting to that. Okay, so moving on from here, um, Kirk Cousins is playing on that one-year deal, as we all know, the tag. Um, he barely beat out San Francisco last week. I think it was a three-point game that was a finish there on a field goal. It was goal a team effort. Overtime. It was a team effort. Um, definitely, definitely a nail biter. It was an exciting game towards the end, but. 
is he playing like he deserves another like a big max contract like Matt Stafford or Derek Carr got? Yes. Uh, well, kind of. I think uh, let's not forget that Kyle Shanahan is in love with Kirk Cousins, and hardcore I crush. think yeah, hardcore crush. Uh, he did enough there and in the past that uh, as soon as he's a free agent, uh, despite C.J. Beathard, however you pronounce that, uh, Beathard? Kyle Shannon, Beathard, he's an Iowa boy, uh, Beathard. Okay. So Kyle Shanahan is going to throw piles of money at Kirk Cousins no matter what, <laughs> in my opinion. Because he, he'll believe no matter what Kirk Cousins does this year that he can turn him into a top 10 quarterback once again. Turn him into Matt Ryan of last year? Exactly. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna need more receiving help though in San Francisco because he's not getting it done and the Crowder's had a bad year. Reed has been injured. Doxson is still pretty much MIA cool. for the most part and Pryor hasn't done much of anything. So they're gonna need more than Pierre Garcon out in San Francisco for don't cousins get, to don't get Zach started. He's a big George Kittle fan and I mean, they have Trent Taylor, who's reception hey. monster for short yardage. Um, Kittle's another yeah. Iowa boy. Also, whoa, man, you shitting on Aldrich Robinson? Nope. <laughs> 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 All right, since uh, Aldrich Robinson brought into this, we're just going to go with Kirk Cousins deserves a bigger contract when he goes to Shanahan. Um, Mark yep, Ingram, he's going to the Niners. Mark Ingram it was RB2 this week, third overall, and he... Despite um, AP getting traded, he decided to snap off for a big game against, I believe it was the Lions. Um, what two Their vaunted, vaunted defense. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> Scored uh, two touchdowns, got all the, the goal line work. We thought Kamara might see more action with that AP deal, or at least I did. Um, but he's just being the man in the, with rushes. So what do you guys think? Where are you guys think he's still, sustainable for top five RBs every week? I'm still buying Kamara when I can. I'm in love with Mark Ingram. Uh, I've owned him in the league where I'm contending, uh, and I think he's going to get all the carries, and he's a decent receiver. Kamara is certainly valuable. He'll catch passes as well, uh, but Ingram is legit. He can do the goal line work. He can get 20 carries a game and catch you know, three, four, or five passes a game as well. I think it all depends. Uh, has Mark Ingram done anything to Sean Payton's family? Because it seems like he has. <laughs> Sean Payton continually finds ways to not play Mark Ingram. I don't know what happened in their past, but he clearly... Actually, you know what? I think Adrian Peterson really helped him there, and I'm not even kidding. Because Adrian Peterson, if you've seen, everyone's seen it at this point, the videos of like him yelling at Peyton mm-hmm. on the sideline. And he was probably just like, you know what? Mark Ingram is not actually that bad. Maybe I should <laughs> stop putting him in my doghouse because otherwise I end up with guys like this. Yeah, that, that was pretty intense there. AP probably got shipped out because Peyton was like, I'm done with you. Uh, not just because of usage. Um, but... AP's a subject that we'll get to, like we said. Um, he doesn't want to talk about it right now. I don't. He doesn't want to talk about <laughs> AP right now. All right, so fourth and fifth overall, we have AB and Bell. Um, carried their team to victory over the, Ch- the undefeated Chiefs at the time. Gave them the first loss in Arrowhead. 
do we think that Bell's going to be able to sustain this without injuring himself for like the fifth straight year, even though he's only been in the league four years? Um, or is he going to be able to make it through the rest of the season and maybe some playoff games to help them possibly get Big Ben into form and give them some, give oh, him this some is reps? This a really long question. <laughs> is Big Ben... TLDR, is Bell good and will he stay healthy? <laughs> Nick's oh no five minutes ago. <laughs> Wait, what? We're still doing this? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Moving that was forward, good. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get hurt. I tweeted out recently, uh, shameless plug to myself, uh, the leaders in touches per game this year. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is at 27.3. Uh, the number two back is Zeke at... 24 so there's three touches per game difference which is a huge amount uh once you get past 20 i feel like every single touch per game is dangerous and i'm certainly worried especially with his injury history uh if you're a contender you gotta you know go for bell or hold him uh but it's definitely a huge concern with the amount of touches that he has thanks for telling me i need to need to hold him or go for him Zach, thank you. I've been I've been <laughs> off Bell for a while. I'm gonna take a harder stance than Mr. Uh, Flip Flop over there. <laughs> and part of that is the injury history, and part of that is the suspension risk. I know it's not the biggest deal because almost everyone is a suspension risk at this point. But when a player's been suspended or even suspended twice, I start to worry a bit. And I've been saying at least for a little bit now, and it probably has made me look foolish that if I own Bell, I'd be looking to cash out. But to be fair, I don't really believe in running back value to the extreme. So with a guy like Bell, if you can get two plus first and another usable player, I usually am all about shipping that guy off for that. Sounds good. Sounds good. What about AB? What are you paying for AB in a league, especially um, especially finishing top five this week? Do you think Big Ben's value when he retires means anything? Well, it sounds like you're fishing for what I'm trying to offer Luke in our league because it may be that my offer was for AB and maybe I don't want to give away on a podcast what I was offering, <laughs> Fredo. Here, I'll step in and say uh, Antonio Brown had a couple good games with Landry Jones the past year or two. Uh, I think he's just one of those guys. He's such a clean route runner perfect hands that he can succeed with any quarterback so you know i'm i'd be aggressive with him multiple firsts probably more than two all right all right we got moving on to another team with two players in the top 10 at respectively six and nine of old men larry fitz and ap do we think that arizona can sustain two top 10 players or even top stop it players stop it a week <laughs> stop it Larry, Go on, Nick. Larry said oh. that if he had AP, he'd get a ringer already. Hi, this is like the 2007 team. Like this is <laughs> it, it, no, no, no. Old man strength isn't going to get you top ten every week. What about top twenty? Right, um, no. Here, bold prediction: that was the last 100-yard game of Adrian Peterson's career. Ouch. Wow. Hot. Done. Hot I mean, I'd believe it. I thought he wasn't going to have another 100-yard game, period. So 
having one more in him was pretty uh, impressive. Do you think he has another two touchdown game in his career? Yeah. 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 Goal line work. Sure, that'll happen. Okay. Okay. You guys seem real thrilled about AP and Larry Fitz. <laughs> okay. I know Larry Fitzgerald is awesome. He's hey, like I love Larry Fitzgerald. You realize that the the Cardinals do play in San Francisco yet? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Two touchdowns. <laughs> uh, Twenty carries for ninety nine yards. <laughs> no, he he gets a one one and then has a two yard loss. Perfect. Final carry. Sign me up for that. Oh man, that's rough. Sorry, Adrian. Um, the only the only tight end to make it in our top ten this week was Gronk and his injury or non injury weeks. Obviously, he can break out for top ten any week. Uh, Zach, what do you think about Mr. Gronkowski? Uh, touchdown beast? It uh, depends really on how much you care about the injury proneness. And I've always been one of those people that, you know, obviously there's a history there, but you can't predict uh, when a player is going to get injured. So I love Gronk. I always have. Just keep on scoring those touchdowns. This has been another debate of ours where Zach got really mad at me because I put Travis Kelsey as my. A number one tight end in Dynasty. True. And it's because, Trump, get me wrong, Gronk would be there, but the injuries do pile up. And I think I wrote this in an article I wrote the other day. One of my dad's friends had a saying that half the battle is just showing up. And he meant that for like jobs, and that's how you got promotions. But the same thing can be applied to fantasy. Zero points is not great in any given week. And if that's happening, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> If it's happening repeatedly, then that's not good. I mean, Gronk could win you a championship, and I'm not saying he won't. But personally, I am at this point much rather have Travis Kelsey. If I had Gronk, I might even consider, and I know this makes me sound like a giant homer, but I might consider shipping him for Engram and um, other picks or something. Nick, what do you think about that take of trading Gronk for Ingram and some picks? The, The face you're giving does not look good. It depends on the picks. Is it like a pass face? Because that looks like a pass face for you. (laughs) Uh, I plead the fifth. (laughs) No, I don't don't know about that. I mean, it depends on your your roster construction and your league setup. If it values tight ends higher or not. I personally can... uh, I'm probably... If if I have Mark Ingram and you're going to give me Gronk, I mash the accept button on that one. No, no, no. I might have been pronouncing the name wrong. I meant Evan Ingram. Oh! Ingram. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I always butcher names. It's what I do. If you watch the few episodes of a failed podcast I had, it's pretty much just what we So are we we talking Ingram in a second, Ingram in a first? What would it take? Uh, If I'm the Gronk owner, probably Ingram in the first still. Ooh, that's actually tough. That's... I like that trade a lot. If if you're a Gronk owner and you can get Evan Ingram and a first, yeah, I like that one. All right, I mean, the way the way Ingram see, been, the I'm way, not talking about Mark Ingram. No, okay, for okay. Gronk that. <laughs> like that's that's bold. The the way Ingram has been so far. I mean, granted, it's Eli, and you never know. But hey, he's looked all right, and they they're gonna lean on him now. 
I'm Giants historically, just because I am a fan, I know this, and pretty much anyone who wants to look up the stats can know this. They target the shit out of their tight ends. Well, yeah, he, Jeremy they, made Ty, they made Will Ty and Larry Donnell relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget Kevin Boss before that. Oh, if you want to go back? Oh, well done. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure the first year I started playing Madden, Boss was my tight end, and that's the only reason I even really knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on to something that Zach usually isn't very fond of. Mm-hmm. Which is his wide receivers. He loves young, fast, athletic, freaky wide receivers. And man buns. And man buns. Um, we're going to move on to Jarek McKinnon, and Zach can fill us in about him being 10th overall this week. All right. I've been a Jarek McKinnon fan for a long time, and I wrote about the Vikings this preseason. Uh, even with Delvin Cook, I had pegged this guy for a lot of catches. Delvin Cook is now out of the picture, and McKinnon is beasting. Uh, This guy was a quarterback in college, extremely athletic. He was a run-first quarterback, uh, super fast, and he is a beast, a perfect fit for this offense because the offensive line is really good this year for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Um, But Latavius Murray is bad. Jack McKinnon is good and athletic and perfect for that offensive line. He is a top 15 running back rest of season. Bold. Wow, that's hot. That's, that's bold. Hot. Oh, and the offensive line looks better because they could only go up from where they were <laughs> last year. They, but they look a lot better. Oh, well, they looked really bad last year because yeah, they were fair. really bad. So, uh, <laughs> not to get too stat heavy here but i also yes. wrote about jarek mckinnon yes. and i wrote about stats. him last week and uh, uh stats. yeah his targets way up as soon as cook went down his snap share was way up too i'm sure you guys saw but he had his two touchdown game one receiving one rushing last week and something i mentioned is case keenum doesn't throw the ball downfield surprise all of you case keenum fans he doesn't throw the ball downfield um, so that's you, very good for a receiving back because he's going to have a ton of value then in especially half PPR leagues. Don't get me wrong. I think people should be able to play whatever format they want to. But if you're in standard, my advice is not catered to you because I just don't play that format. What was that you were going to say, Nick? Because you were about to say something. but it, Were you reading? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I just have all that information like in the like, encyclopedia off the top of my head. No, that? I didn't prep that? it. I pulled it off the. Uh, I pulled open the tab of you. my article. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm not buying any Vikings. I'm not. Don't. I just. I can't. I can't convince myself to buy a Viking. You live in Minnesota, though. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> you don't. You so can I, you sell I, Teddy I, Bridgewater? Luck, I probably could for the right price. All right. <laughs> I just I don't trust it on a weekly basis. Um, Keenum, it if Keenum can move the ball, it opens up holes for them to run. But if he can't throw the ball, they're going to stack the box, and no matter how athletic Jarek is, he's going to get his ass kicked. But so Keenum's it, it, been doing pretty well. Right, he has been, but I think he's playing a little out of his mind right now. I don't think yeah, he's yeah. playing to 
who he really is. So hey, ones that Nick, are real. Can you not say that until I sell him in my two quarterback <laughs> league? Can you just say like he's the greatest quarterback ever? Seen him for people press. should be lining up. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate yeah, it. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just I can't I can't buy a Viking. The only Viking you would buy would be Cal Rudolph, right? I like Rudolph. Just because Rudolph's the, reliable. the quarterbacks aren't that great, so the tight end is usually the safety valve. One guy we did go over, we accidentally skipped him. Number eight on our list AP? was Watson. Oh, Deshaun no. Watson. Do we think that sometime soon he stops throwing for three touchdowns a game? Yes. 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 When will it come? Because he looks like that's all he can do is th- sling touchdowns right now. Uh, let me pull up the Texans schedule. Let's well, see. what's actually going to happen is he'll start throwing for six touchdowns again. Uh, oh, hey, he's on by this week and then is at Seattle. That so sounds this like a week, perfect yeah, time. This week he's not going to throw three. So it yeah, is definitely not going to this week. Well... Do you think when he plays Seattle that they're going to be down and have to catch up, or do you think it's going to be a pretty evenly matched game to where game flow or game plan is going to still be run? Where's it at? Is it in Houston or is it in Seattle? In Seattle. Oh, yes. That's going to be so <laughs> fun to watch. I don't know. It's, it's going to depend on if they can get Fuller loose. Because I think Fuller is... He's catching the balls. I don't know how, but he's catching passes. If there's one thing I feel like Seattle is vulnerable to, it's the big breakout play, the big you know 50-yard touchdown. So that's certainly something that could happen. So what they're saying on this podcast right now is Will Fowler, week, what would it be, week eight? Two touchdowns against Seattle. 27. DFS lineups all day. Yeah, there you go. All right, we're handing this one over to Bobby here. New York Giants on a one-game win streak. <laughs> yeah. Please break it down. Um, so, the Giants won a game, and they beat the Denver Broncos, which they had no business of doing. In fact, I'm pretty sure they only did it to spite me because I really want them to get the number one overall pick. No, Indy's and got that. Indy has is, that. Yeah, this is very <laughs> typical Giants, too where they will not play well enough to make the playoffs, but play just well enough to screw themselves out of a top pick. So it's very interesting. Um, I honestly hope that there's some changes in terms of the management team next year. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm glad Ben McAdoo gave up play calling. That's huge for the future. Ben McAdoo cannot be the head coach in play call. He just can't. His play calling was stale. And uh, yeah, we're one in five or one in four or whatever the fuck we are. <laughs> <laughs> so are you you want McAdoo to stick around as a head coach? Um, Did you not have no. tweets saying fire McAdoo? Hashtag fire uh, McAdoo. No, no, no. In a private chat, which I have not made public, I said, is it too early to start hashtag fire McAdoo? Okay. <laughs> so I miss... I was a big Coughlin guy, and I missed Coughlin. I didn't think that we really should get rid of Coughlin, but I haven't been a fan of McAdoo since he showed up, pretty much. Uh, I don't know what coach I'd like to replace him. Maybe Saban, I've heard his name, too. But, yeah, I don't want McAdoo to be the coach. But I think he's going to be as long as Eli sticks around. 
Uh, is there any guys that you guys buy from the Giants for dynasty purposes? Besides for Evan Ingram, Ingram. which we've already went over. Uh, how many times have I told you who I'd buy from the Giants? You can tell me. So, Fredo, um, who would I tell you to buy from the Giants? Let's see. If I had to take over a team for Bobby, I'm going to guess he'd be really excited if I got Sterling Shepard. Yep, that's it. You win. I don't know what you win, but you won something. Maybe like a McDonald's french fry, some Szechuan sauce. Maybe Szechuan. <laughs> um, do you believe Darkwa can keep up 100-yard games? No. Um, no. I don't think there's an actual talented running back on the Giants. I know we've talked about this before. If it's up to me, the Giants would get a high pick. They would trade to get a bunch of different picks. And they'd use that to draft O-line, running back, and quarterback in that order. So essentially you want them to browns it up. Yeah, except actually make it work. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to our next is how Mariota was out for a week and actually won the game, unlike Derek Carr, who was out for a week um, against Nick's Colts on Monday night in the face I'm getting right now. Um Derrick Henry taking over somewhat <laughs> somewhat in that game. Apparently they snapped this. They were out on the field the same amount of snaps with 39, and he had one big rush at the end of the game for, I think it was like 72 yards. 72 yards. Otherwise, he had, he had been bottled up. Then he had 18 <laughs> carries still for 60 yards. I mean, that's, yep. that's what, a three yards per carry, Zach? How do you feel about that yard per carry number? Uh, I mean, the Colts are not a good defense, are they, Nick? Tell me. No. <laughs> I mean, right Derrick Henry is this, like, super big running back, 247 pounds or something like that, uh, with speed. In uh, that 72-yard run was exciting, but outside of that, he He's just did bounce. okay. <laughs> Zach's quickly okay. becoming one of those guys who says, if you remove their biggest run, this proves my point that this guy actually sucks. <laughs> so, so kind of like the guys outside. Well, the 72-yard run came when the game was already over, too. He uh, iced it, essentially, yeah. Although, I actually don't think he's trying to say he sucks, because I know for a fact that Zach loves Derrick Henry. Yeah, I like Derrick Henry, but my, the point I'm trying to get to here is that this wasn't a particularly... Uh, impressive game outside of the 72-yard touchdown, which came in a situation that didn't matter a whole lot. Uh, And DeMarco Murray put up 87 yards in 18 or 16 touches. Uh, So I think this is very much still a timeshare. And DeMarco Murray, if either of the two, he's the one that I'd be buying just because everyone is focusing on Derrick Henry right now. DeMarco Murray is still going to have a lot of value in this offense. You're so contrarian. So last <laughs> last week in week five, Murray touched it or snapped forty nine times to Henry's eleven. This week it was thirty nine thirty nine. Do you see it being more equal or more lopsided again? Yes. I think it's very much game flow. Uh, you know, this game they took a commanding lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, well, it was only a one touchdown lead until that uh, seventy two yard rush, but they had the lead. And so, bird. <laughs> double birds. So at the end of the game, they were just running at a ton. And when you have this 
giant running back who can just destroy, you know, in short yardage running situations, or DeMarco Murray, who are you going to use? You're going to use Derrick Henry. Okay, we get it. So I'm really not <laughs> looking into this too much. Uh, but the point here is that the Colts are really bad. They got destroyed. <laughs> Bobby, do you have any input on this situation? <laughs> uh, not particularly. I mean... Smart man. That's, <laughs> yeah, I can't even see... To be honest, I can't see Nick's face, but... What it's been frozen on for me, it really just looks like he's giving me a death stare anyway. So that's really not a face that I want to say anything about his favorite team. Uh, it's right. okay. I know they suck. They, they're they're awful. The Jaguars are better than the Colts. Ouch. <laughs> now that's a real death stare. I will fucking end you. <laughs> I will reach through this computer and will rip off your man bun. And I will fucking Whoa. end you. No, it, it, I'm not a chick. Um, the, the, the issue, the issue is the Colts are shit. They have poor roster construction. Uh, I'm torn because I want them to win, but every win, it it it, it takes you away from Barkley. It takes the team away from Barkley, and it solidifies Pagano's position on the team, which he should not be in a position anywhere other than bagging groceries. It, they're just they're bad. They screwed up the quarterback position royally in the offseason. They didn't do shit for the offensive line. The defense is a little improved. Like John Simon's John Simon's solid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even if the defense itself sucks, John Simon was a good sign. Um, but I, I mean, the GM is tanking the team. He's trying not to admit it. They. Mm-hmm. They had Quincy Wilson, their their second round pick, their stud corner second round pick, has a healthy scratch this week for no reason. Thanks. They're they're saying Luck had a setback with his shoulder, and so there was talk of shutting him down, which I think they kind of had an idea that they're going to shut him down for a while, because if they're if he comes back say in two weeks or three weeks he's eligible or healthy enough to come back. And they're two and six. There's no fucking point for him to play this season. It just shut it down, kind of like with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if the Pack are going to be in any position, but if they try to rush him back and they're not in position, it's going to make zero sense. The last time Rodgers came back, he played the Bears week 17 and destroyed their dreams on a last-second touchdown to Randall Cobb. I remember it like it was yesterday. Their dreams? Yeah, their dreams. destroyed their dreams. <laughs> yep. Did the uh, Packers make the playoffs that season? I feel like they didn't, but I can't actually remember. They made the playoffs, and they destroyed the Cowboys' dreams. Okay. With Jared Cook. So what you're saying is the dreams had to be destroyed to destroy the Cowboys. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm sorry, but I am. And now a word from our sponsor. Check out Pristine Auction, where there are daily auctions with no minimums. So get your autographed memorabilia needs at pristineauction.com. So, Nick, you've been buying stuff on Pristine Auction lately. What have you bought? Uh, I got a, an autographed helmet of, or an Edge of James autographed helmet. He's my favorite player of all time, so I had to go with that. Um, I just last night bought a Jordan Howard autographed helmet. So I'm kind of pumped about that. Well, I'm pretty pumped. And I got a King Griffey Jr. rookie card to kind of switch gears there, too. So they got yeah, all kinds of 
they got so much stuff it's ridiculous it's awesome very nice well that tells you a little bit about pristine auction and what you need to check out there we're gonna go on to week seven because that's what nick's ready for now um elliot has a temporary restraining order on his suspension for 14 days that means the suspension cannot come within 100 yards of him. <laughs> He's able to play for week seven and week eight. He may even be able to play for longer than that, depending on what the court order or what the court rules with. Are you guys gonna buy and hope he plays, sell and hope he gets suspended, or what are your takes on Zeke for the rest of the season so far? Next. Zach started off. I mean, me, I I own Zeke in a couple leagues. One's a one's a keeper league, and one's a one's a dynasty. I'm I'm holding him if I own him because it's just a gong show right now. So if I sell, I might not get full value. So I might as well hold on to him and see what happens. I'm not gonna try and buy him for the same reasons because like the the I just think the valuation right now could be kind of hit or miss depending on how the owner views him. I guess I, I, so. Uh, I'm not going to go after him, and I'm not going to sell him. Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I own him in two leagues, one dynasty where I'm 6-0 and and one redraft where I'm 4-2. and And the worry that he might miss the f- some summer or all of the fantasy playoffs is very real. But at this point, uh, I'm not going to sell him at a discount, so I'm basically right. just hoping that he the suspension doesn't happen and I have him for the playoffs. But, like... Uh, I just can't stop thinking about like if he's not there for me in the playoffs, I'm screwed. Yeah, I, I don't own any shares because I don't play for enough money where I can generally encourage myself to own any Cowboys players. If I try to play <laughs> fantasy for fun, um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's a terrible strategy. You can't eliminate one team. I've still managed to win leagues without ever having owned a Cowboys <laughs> player. Um, you know, it's just challenge mode. You guys all just need to get on my level. But no, really, I I've eventually have had like Eagles players and a few other teams from the NFC East, but Cowboys, I couldn't convince myself to do it unless like I feel like one, it'd have to be more money, and two, I'd like have to be sure that that move was going to be the move that made me win. Mm-hmm. Understandable, Mr. Giants. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm definitely holding on to Zeke if I'm a contender. If not, I'm shipping him out for as much as I could get, for sure. Because who knows what kind of draft pick you can get out of it if the contender happens to have Zeke on a suspension. I mean, could end up m- making them miss the playoffs if he misses any time right before the playoffs and boots them out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm feeling with Zeke. Um, moving on there, are we seeing any... Broncos players, um, with Sanders being out, are we gonna who are we gonna see step up in that wide receiver two role? And with DT missing one practice, what are we seeing? Who are we looking at to possibly be somewhere? Benny, new number one wide receiver no. on the Broncos. Get I'm out! Get out! How they get that? Get out! There's AJ Derby, AJ Derby guys, AJ Derby. That's a tight end, guys, not a wide receiver. There is no wide receiver on this team that is talented enough to do anything. You don't like Benny that's, Fowler or Jordan Taylor? No. <laughs> that's actually fairly accurate. It's kind of, <laughs> right now it's really disappointing that Carlos Henderson is hurt because he could easily be the guy who stepped in and show that he's 
ready to take over when those guys leave. Well, um, Simeon might miss a game, possibly, or just be limited with his AC joint sprain. Uh, so we're game. looking at a week of Brock Osweiler. Nah, he's going to play. I mean, he, was really, he, was, he, he got his, what, $70 million contract because of his eight <laughs> games when Peyton was awful. Mm-hmm. So he just looked like a godsend. But um, one thing I wanted to say is, fingers crossed, I've been hoping that this means Jamal Charles gets involved in the pass game because when he was with the Chiefs, he was a phenomenal all-around back and especially a fantastic receiver. They've barely used him in the receiving game, so I don't know why they haven't, but this is the golden opportunity to try and use him as a third down back and get him uh, some catches, which would make him useful for fantasy. Knees. Um, He's got bad knees. This means that D'Angelo Henderson is being promoted from the taxi squad and just going to dominate so that me having him on my taxi squad wasn't a total waste of time and effort. Um, Booker was used a lot late last game against the Giants. He was. Making some decent, he made some decent catches. They weren't great. But, I mean, if you're looking for him to fill that role, he should have been there last week, I would think. Or unless we, they were just curious about losing and didn't want to give the chance on hurting Charles again. Um, See, that's the thing. Like Charles, when he gets action, I feel like he still looks good. Uh, maybe it's just they're afraid of those knee injuries and saving him for later on in the season. I don't know, but uh, he looks good. Devontae Booker, by all accounts, besides last week, is not good. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Based on, like that losing him for the season if they're if they're planning to win they need to use their the running backs more they're they've got right, a plethora right. of them i mean geez we saw a mini joystick I mean, out on the field jeez jeez i mean saw a mini joystick and d'angelo on the field you got cja who's been carrying the rock pretty well um anytime he gets over 12 touches according to Rens, they're like 12 and 0 in the last 12 games that might be because cja is a huge sonic the hedgehog I believe that being a Sonic the Hedgehog fan makes you a better running back. It's just, it's just fact. Well, Science, yeah. Yeah. I mean, fast. Jeez. Yeah. Sonic says you're too slow. Mentalize or realizes that's not a word. He can. I don't know. He, he makes it stick in his brain that he's too slow, and he works really hard to prove Sonic wrong. Is where I was going with that. All right. <laughs> Since there, we don't want to get too much in depth on these guys here, there's a lot of pretty wide open games, and there's a couple of close ones. Um, New England and Atlanta rematch of Super Bowl. Do we think it's going to be anything like that? No, Atlanta will never be leading. They were playing for a trophy in that game. They're not doing that now, so I don't know. Do you think it's high scoring? Do you think it's low scoring? What are your it's, thoughts? It's the highest over under. Uh, of the week at 55 which I think is pretty indicative of what's really going to happen in general Uh, I do think this will be a high scoring game and I'm going to say Matt Ryan throws for three touchdowns which hasn't happened yet this season I don't think Uh, so it'll be a high scoring game as a Matt Ryan owner in multiple leagues I would (laughs) really appreciate that is this the only time we see Matt Ryan really go off this season? Because he's been quite considerably awful compared to his last season numbers. Well, I feel so, like his completion percentage 
Thank you. I feel like his completion percentage and yards per attempt have been pretty similar. Uh, and so it's just that his touchdowns haven't been there. So I feel like there's some positive regression coming. Uh, and I think we'll see. Be progression then? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, regression just can go both ways, but everyone uses it as a negative term, believe it or not. Um, but anyways, uh, I think he is capable of more than what he's shown these first six weeks. Yeah, I actually really like the Falcons offense in general. And I know, you know, Fredo, you were big. Oh, Shanahan left. It's the end of the world. The ceiling is falling down. The Falcons offense is never <laughs> going to be good again. I did. But the thing is, um, you know, their new offensive coordinator is solid offensive coordinator at least he was in college and also matt ryan as zach said has actually statistically been very similar to what he was last year it's just that devonta freeman and tevin coleman have basically been like fuck you matt ryan you're not getting any touchdowns because we're getting all of them so eventually they are going to stop getting touchdowns at the rate that they are and he'll start getting some passing touchdowns zach just briefly give us a quick quick little bit of information from your piece that you just wrote on DLF about Tevin Coleman. Absolutely. Uh, so my time piece for DLF. <laughs> uh, one of the big things I focused on was yards per touch. Uh, Kareem Hunt leading the league in scrimmages here has something like 6.9 yards per touch. Uh, Tevin Coleman has 7.1 yards per touch. He's basically been an elite running back in a backup position. And even last year, he had 6.1 yards per touch, which is phenomenal in the like 95th percentile. Uh, so I know Nick's going crazy over here. Um, but basically, when this guy gets touches, he does a lot with them. The problem is that he's been stuck behind a fantastic running back in Devontae Freeman. Uh, oh, really? So what I wrote about there... <laughs> Freeman can score touchdowns and basically hasn't done anything to lose his job, but I feel like Tevin Coleman is actually the better of the two running backs. Uh, and so it's basically just a matter of being patient uh, and waiting until either an injury happens to Freeman or he becomes a free agent and goes to a, a place where he'll be a starting running back because uh, he's such a talented player. And, uh, you know, like I said, more yards per touch than Kareem Hunt is just crazy. So you want Devonte Freeman to get hurt, is what you're saying? <laughs> I never. We're not promoting injury, but yeah. But Please, I mean, if it wishful happens, thinking. I, I own Tevin Coleman in a couple leagues. Yeah, because uh, yeah, some impatient owner sold him to Zach for a first and a second. <laughs> a another mid late first and late second. Thank you very much. Another one sold him for um, with Mike Wallace and a first for Landry, a second, and James White. But I'm not going to mention any names. To be fair, James White has been everything you wanted him to be, I think. Yeah, he's been pretty good. A solid RB3 flex play. Um, I mean, he's losing some work to Dion right now. Dion was looking pretty good after that Gillisley fumble. Uh, a few years ago, touches. speaking of Dion, just to go on a brief aside, I traded Zach Dion Lewis for, I think it was Leonard Hankerson. Leonard Hankerson. Because yeah. I thought Leonard Hankerson was like the next great thing. Because he had like a few good games. Yeah, he was. Yeah, this was the Kyle Shanahan era, and like he had. I one was like, oh my god, like, Leonard Hankerson. Yeah, just fell off the earth again. 
But then yeah. I deeply regretted that game or that trade. And then Lewis got injured and then White stole the job. And I went, well, I can stop regretting that now. And then this <laughs> game happened. This and I like went, two crap. Years ago, right? When White was breaking out, like for the first five or six weeks and then tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. I remember all that, Hankerson. So who do you have as your start, sit, bounce back, and sleeper of the week, Zach? So we're just, well, the problem is I wrote uh, like one down for each game because that's what we were originally doing. Um, okay, let's let's see here. Start. One Joe Mixon. Your best guy. What? Your best start of the week. Who is it? Joe Mixon, who has been uh, kind of struggling throughout the season so far. He's had one big game. Uh, they faced the Giants this week. Uh, as we know, Bobby. The Giants are very bad. The Bengals are going to have a lead in this game. And uh, Joe Mixon is going to have like 20 plus carries and a lot of yards and at least one touchdown. Start, start, start with confidence. Bobby, who do you got as the start of the week? So I actually didn't write anything down. I came to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Nick loves you right now. Man of my own heart right there. Um, All right, well, we'll come back to you. We'll come back. No, no, I got it. I oh, got okay, it. Okay. Oh. I am going to say that this is a week against the Atlanta Falcons. Can you repeat that for me? This is a Brandon Cooks week against the Atlanta Falcons, meaning Brandon Cooks is not just going to have like his normal 10-point game. He's going to have like a 15-plus point week. So you're a bold prediction. 15? Yep, there you go. Is this PPR or standard? Uh, half PPR. Okay. Nick, are you prepared? Oh, I mean, I'm going with Mike Evans as a big bounce back this week. He's kind of underperformed uh, quite a few times this season for me, but I think he bounces back against Buffalo's D. With one of the most targeted tight ends in the league since he's been back from suspension, ASJ is another must start of the week for me. Wait, I uh, crazy, but yes, Zach, you have a question. Your hands raised. You have a question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, actually, I wrote the wrong opponent for the Bengals down, but the point oh. stands. Uh, the Bengals face the Steelers, uh, but Joe Mixon is still a great start. Um, division game. Uh, the Steelers have given up four point seven yards per carry, which is uh, sixth uh, highest in the league or sixth worst. Talk. Whatever, you do it too. You do the same thing. And they've given up six rushing touchdowns on the season, so it's going to be a a very good game for Joe Mixon. Not as good as if it were the awful Giants, but uh, he's going to have a good game. He's just really enjoying this because for once, I'm not the one making fun of his bad team. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, But... Do you think that Dalton's going to be able to keep Mixon relevant in this game, or do you think he's going to see passing down work? Because Dalton's been historically bad against the Pittsburgh Steelers. See, but I, I never buy into that historical stuff. Like, every year, a team is so different. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, this is a new year, new Bengals. Uh, the whole yeah, offensive they, coordinator changes as well. Like, in the first two games. And now they've got a new offensive coordinator, and it's game time. Dalton Mixon is going to be—it's going to be a tight matchup. Joe Mixon's going to see a lot of yards. Right. Lock it in. 
All right, my sit of the week is Keenan Allen because he's going against the Broncos, and he's seen touchdowns in every other game against them, but he's seen one game, I believe, is like over 50 yards. He does get a lot of, ca- like, for the most part, he gets like four to five catches, like 40 yards, so, I mean, it's eight points depending on what kind of format you're playing on. He has five touchdowns in six games, but this is the, the odd game out where he won't score a touchdown. And it's hard to bank on touchdowns for points. Bobby, who is your sit of the week? <laughs> it kind of feels like cheating here because he's been, for the most part, surprisingly, not really portable this season. But T.Y. Hilton against, and I'm actually being nice here, Zach's Jags defense. The Jags defense is seemingly elite this year. They're stopping everybody. So I wouldn't really be starting T.Y. Hilton without luck. I'm sorry to uh, Nick on that one, but I just don't see T.Y. Hilton having a big game here. He can't see that because you're frozen. <laughs> That's true. If you're flipping me off or whatever you're doing. It's, honestly, the face the face that you're making is scarier than you flipping me off or whatever you would be doing that it worked out for you. Why is it frozen? I don't know. It's just been like that since the start. Since the start. <laughs> well, fuck you then. All right, Zach, who's your sit? Uh, my sit is Randall Cobb um, with Aaron Rodgers down. Uh, Cobb was already up and down this season. Uh, there's just not enough for three wide receivers. <laughs> uh, there's just not enough for three wide receivers. Um, the past game... Both Devontae Adams and Jordan Nelson got 10 targets while Cobb got four. Uh, so there's just no way I, I, that I see Cobb having a good game here, even though it's the Saints. Saints-Packers, you expect a high scoring. I don't trust Cobb with Brett Hundley. Nick. Sir. Of the week. Uh, I thought long and hard about this one. Uh, long, yeah, hard. long, and that's not right. I'm. Uh, it, it's tough for me to say it, but I'm going to sit Andrew Luck this week. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Okay. I know. Why? I don't. Why? I, I. You know, there's just too much risk <laughs> for injury. You know, I. I just. I don't know. I don't think he's going to have much. Much to it. I mean, that he's not going to put up very many yards against that. Or if anything, against that Jacksonville defense, I could I could legitimately see him not completing a pass this week. Wow! So, uh, yeah. Wow. so yeah. you're I'm, saying I'm, you're saying zero yards for Andrew Luck this week? I, it's a possibility. It's With, definitely a possibility. Maybe a goose egg for attempts. Um, I don't want to go that far. I mean, I, you know, I'm just gonna sit him. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna sit him. All right. Okay. Well, putting you back in the hot seat, who is your back <gasps> of the week? I kind of said it already, Mike Evans. But that's your start of the week. You need a bounce back. No, no, no. I said, I said, bounce back was Mike Evans. But it's cool if you're not. <laughs> it's whatever. It's it's cool. All right. Well, uh, Zach, bounce back of the week then, since Nick's close. <laughs> All right. I said my bounce back, bitch. Adrian Peterson is going to bounce back to less than 50 yards this week. Oh, <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. I mean, that I was a different bounce back, but okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just really hate Adrian Peterson, so I wanted to fit him in there since I 
put him as my sit. Wow. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Bobby, bounce. Uh, I'm probably going to catch a lot of heat for this one, and I'm kind of uh, grasping for straws here, but I'm going to say that Sammy Watkins finally has a decent game, enough to make some of his owners feel okay about it, only the point probably for the rest of the season. Is this because you own him and you want to start him this week, so you're convincing yourself to do so? Uh, I'm not starting, but it's because I am, and I want to see him succeed as a player. Okay. My bounce back of the week is CJA, so Jamal Charles can fuck off. Wow. I love Jamal Charles, wow. but I just traded for CJ Anderson in uh, one of my redraft leagues, so give it to me. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, All right. I'll give you another bounce back. I'm going to say Jeremy Macklin has a little bit of yards this week against Minnesota. If they run him out of the spot, he's going to get touches. Yeah. 26, 26, 27. <laughs> as long as AP doesn't go for over 100. Not happening. No way. You, you know that AP, what, wait, that's not the same game. No. I, I are confused. Okay. All right, well. My sleeper pick of the week, and Nick's going to possibly love me for this one, is Cooper Cup. Again, yeah! Yeah! Because he can, he's going to just light up whoever's guarding him that's not Patrick Peterson, because Patrick Peterson's probably going to be blanketing Sammy Watkins. So I, I see why you're going to catch some flack, Bobby, unless he's ran out of the slot. Uh... Yeah, I mean, this is just me being stubborn because I really disliked Cooper Cup. I called him Cooper overrated, or sorry, no, there is definitely an F-bomb in there. It was Cooper fucking overrated Cup coming out <laughs> because he had that one big bowl game and suddenly everyone was all on him. And everyone was like, oh, great, Cup's the greatest. Nick's Two girls, one cup. Eyes. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. I can't see. Oh! Anyway, Cup... Cup is admittedly good. He's good in PPR. He's not as talented as Sammy Watkins. The Rams make me mad that they don't throw to Sammy Watkins more. Uh, Sean McVay, if you ever listen to this random podcast, please throw to Sammy Watkins more. Ignore Cooper overrated Cup. Thank you. You gotta, so you gotta say it right. Check. You gotta say it right, Bobby. You you fucked up. What? Cooper over fucking rated Cup. Oh, sorry. It's Cooper or, over fucking. No, it's fucking overrated Cup. Okay. There you go. So on this cup check, one person is wearing a cup and one is not. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. That's correct. Okay, good. So is there two Zachs, one cup? <laughs> There's one Nick, one cup, one Bobby, zero cup. And Zach I'll, I'll says... Wear, I'll wear that cup. <laughs> Wait, that sounded really bad. No, no, no. I would roster Cooper Cup. Nice. Uh, well sleeper said. of the week. Zach. Okay. Uh, I feel like everyone has forgotten about this guy, but he exists and he's talented. Uh, his name is Willie Sneed. Uh, he was... Yeah, I know, right? Like, I've, Honestly, I totally forgot about him until I was like doing some research for this podcast. Uh, Sneed was eased back in with like 30 snaps last week. Um, this week against the Packers, you know it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, you, I feel like no Aaron Rodgers, right? No, uh, true. No Aaron Rodgers. So Breeze is just going to dominate this game. That's what's going to happen. 
Uh, 50 pass attempts, probably like 10 of those are going to go to Sneed for 6 catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. But you're so conflicting. You like Mark Ingram. I love Mark Ingram. So how many Uh, snaps are they going to play this game? Like 100? Isn't that what the Saints do every single week? I have no idea. But yeah, I could like some Willie Sneed as a sleeper to take back, hopefully, his wide receiver two role. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I legitimately forgot about them. Mm -hmm. He can't bounce back from nothing. He can, because all he has to do is put up a point, and therefore it is a bounce back. You've been lawyered. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, who is your sleeper pick of the week? Cooper goddamn cup. All right, well, we've already went over that one. So, Bobby, what is uh, your pick? Sleeper if I were pick. I sleepers. Uh, never mind. Sleeper pick of the week. Oh, man. I have to think about that for a second. Can you come back to me? Um, Can I throw out one right. more? So, Zach, if you've got some more information you want to enlighten us on that we might have forgotten about, please do, man bun. Okay, thank you. Alan Hearns uh, against the... Yes, Chicks it. thank you. Alan Hearns against the lowly Colts. Uh, the only good player in that secondary is Vontae Davis, and he plays on the outside, which just so happens Alan Hearns barely plays on the outside. He, uh, Mr. Hearns, lines up in the slot about 75% of his snaps, and so while uh, Marquise Lee and Keelan Cole are struggling outside, Blake Boyles is going to throw to Alan Hearns all day, He's going to be a high PPR play. Go ahead, how, Nick. How many of those targets are going to be like realistic targets from Mr. <laughs> Bortles? All right. You know, maybe he'll get 10 targets and seven of them are over his head. But on those three catches, man, it's going to be something special. <laughs> also, I figured out my pick. I don't remember if you already mentioned him. I know we've mentioned him a lot on this podcast already, but George Kittle is actually my uh, breakout pick of the week. CJ. He already broke out like twice. Yeah, but now he's teamed up with his old quarterback from college. He's seeing high red zone target share. His target share is way up. Snap share is way up. Spoiler alert, he's featured in my article that's coming out on Dynasty League Football tomorrow. And uh, I think this will be the week that he really just shows he belongs. He's already got rapport with Beathard. Exactly. Yeah, You know what? I'm going to say... Uh, Bethard and Kittle struggle this week, and everyone's like, ah, shit. You know, fuck those guys. Next week, they're gonna dominate. So are you gonna sell them to me this week then, Zach, after? Before before week eight? Can right, I buy sure. them back? Can I buy them back? Uh, if you I've want them in Arlie, I'll give you in for a second. Send me an offer and I'll hit ex- accept. Okay, I'll wait till Monday night's game's done, and we'll do that. No, no, like, I'm saying if you don't do it right now, you're going to regret it. Oh, okay. I'll do it right now. Like, right this minute. I'll send you two fourths and a third for Kittle and CJ. Except. All right. Sweet. All right. So, you are George Kittle. We have two Cooper Cups and one forgot Alan Hearns and Willie Sneed. There we go. Now, Nick is taking over with his segment, and it is... It is the... (laughs) What? Okay. I believe it's the initial game. Oh, that thing. Yeah. 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 We can do that. That's cool. I mean, whatever. All right. So what are 
the magical okay. letters that we're going with this week. First off, are you guys familiar with how the game plays? No. I Perfect! Am, I am, but uh, I listened to your last podcast, and it was a lot of defensive players and a lot of older players. Like, are you really old? Because these guys were, like, way <laughs> before my time. Mix them up. You guys are assholes. <laughs> I mix them up. So, uh, Nick is like... over, 30, or over 34. He is 35. And yeah, that is over 34. Thank you. Older Thank than you. Larry Number expert. Wow. All right. So... I mean, I can't give you elder statesmen all the time. That's no fun. You gotta have like football history. So okay, what it is? I'm gonna give you two initials, and it's gonna be ten items this time. So each item has the same initial. So no tie. Hopefully. Well, I mean, yeah. hopefully. So each item's gonna have five clues. I'm gonna read the clues aloud. You, if you know who it is, you're gonna ring in. Your name is your buzzer. So, like, if, if AJ knows what it is, he's going to say AJ, and I'm going to say you're wrong, and then we're going to move on. <laughs> if you get it wrong, you're out for that item. So, if, yeah, whatever. The, it, 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 it's, I mean, I don't know. What am I missing, AJ? Um, I think that's about it. You have, like, five clues per item, correct? Five clues per item, yep. So this week's initials are TB. TB. All right, okay. I got one. And I'm, okay, you I'm got gonna, one. That's cool. All right. I'm gonna buzz in. I got one uh, too. Z Dubs, by the way. Right. That's my buzzer. What's that? Z Dubs. For fuck's sake, man! <laughs> You're out for the game. If you buzz in with Z Dubs, I don't even. I'm not even gonna listen to what you say. Z Dubs. All right, we're gonna have fun. All right. Item one of TB, clue number one, has a career passer rating of 39.6 to go along with 56 career fumbles. Item two, played for the same team his entire 10-year career. AJ. AJ. Tim Brown. Wrong. You are out for the rest of item one. All right, clue number three of TB, or item one. A second-round pick from Virginia in 1997. Clue number four was a three-time Pro Bowl, one-time All-Pro, and he did play in one Super Bowl. I'm so young. (laughs) Clue number five. He was one half of the duo known as Thunder and Lightning. Uh, that was uh, Five, Brandon Jacobs and Amon Bradshaw. Three, no, it was not. Three, <laughs> two, one. Nobody. Tiki Barber. Oh, I actually. Uh, I was, so I was actually what's right funny team. is before when you said TV, I had written down Tiki Barber, but I wasn't sure. You're a Giants fan, right? What? Yeah. All right. So item number two. Nick with one point early. That was embarrassing. Yeah, I, I suck at this stuff, to be honest. You told me he was a broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Item two of TB. Clue number one. Made ten playoff appearances. Clue number two. Holds the NFL record for consecutive games with a sack. Clue number three. Lost the first 26 games in the NFL. Wow. Interesting. 
Clue number four, a one-time Super Bowl champion. Clue number five, entered the NFL along with the Seattle Seahawks in 1976. 76? Were you born that year? Oh my god, your math is <laughs> awful. All right, five, Just four, another one up for Nick. three, <laughs> two, one... Tampa Bay. Damn Tampa it. Bay. Nobody. All right. Fuck, this is great. All right. Let's try this one. Where's Joel? Item three of TV. Clue number one. A nine-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro. Clue number two. Led the league in kickoff returns, return yards, and yards per return average as a rookie. Clue three had nine consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Clue four drafted in the first round, sixth overall, out of Notre Dame. Close. Clue number five was the first wide receiver to win the Heisman. T-Dubs. AJ? Damn it. T-Dubs was first, unfortunately, with that bullshit buzzer. Tom Brady. <laughs> He wasn't a wide receiver, and he didn't win the Heisman. You are out. AJ, you are next. Jim Brown was the one. All right. Jesus. Oh, my God. All right. Item four. Item four. Clue number one, a one-time pro bowler. Uh, Clue number two was a career passer rating of 87. Clue number three has a connection to Matt Castle. C-dubs. Oh, Jesus, Z, Zach. Yeah, I'm not calling you Z. Tom Brady. No, you are out. This is correct though. Okay, maybe not the passer rating. Oh, I think it might be early, but AJ. AJ. Terry Bradshaw. Out. Fuck. What is his connection with Matt Castle? I don't Come know. On, he watched him on TV. Said his name once. <laughs> all right, Bobby. It's all you. Clue I got four. Nothing. Owns you ten done? team records. It's definitely Tom Brady. Clue number five. First touchdown pass was to Cordero Patterson. Fucking A. So easy. Yeah, Bobby, Teddy Bridgewater. Ding. Got it. God damn it. I should have just waited for the other clues. Hey, that's what you get. He was uh, behind Matt Castle his rookie year. Yep, yep, yep. I've got one, guys. I can retire now. (laughs) Going out on top. All right. Item five. Item five of TB. Clue number one. Nicknamed the Blonde Bomber. Clue number two. A four-time Super Bowl champ, three-time Pro Bowl, one-time All-Pro, and one-time MVP. Wow. Clue number three. Played the his entire fourteen-year career. Fourteen-year career with the same team. Clue number four has a connection to Duck Dynasty. And number five was the number one overall pick in 1970. <laughs> five, uh, four, three. I'm really good with two, 2007 and on. One. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. Fucking A, I should have said it just to say. Why didn't you say anything? Damn it. Well, there goes all the TBs I know. Yeah, you guys are awful. <laughs> all right. That's probably the worst one you've done yet. Yeah. I didn't realize I was stumping you guys 
this I about how much you've gone nineteen seventy and earlier. <laughs> nineteen seventy and earlier. God, you are the worst person. All right. Item six of TV. Came into the league undrafted from Temple, where Bruce Arians was his head coach. Clue two. Clue number two, a one-time Super Bowl champ. Clue three, has been a member of the Redskins, the 49ers, the Dolphins, Eagles, Cardinals, and Jets. Clue number four, has a 20-21 and regular season record since 2011. Clue number five was voted AP Assistant Coach of the Year in 2014. AJ. AJ. Is it Todd Bowles? There you go. You're so smart. So AJ's got two, Bobby's got one, and the rest are passes. All right. This one might be tricky. Item seven. He's a first-round pick, eighth overall out of Michigan. Clue number two was the first Zaire-born player in the NFL. <laughs> Just the looks in your faces is priceless right now. Clue number three, never played more than 12 games in a single season. Clue number four was the first running back to record two touchdown runs of 60-plus yards in a single game. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, clue number five, played his entire five-year career with the Carolina Panthers. Five, four, three, two, one. Can't wait to hear this. Shimanga Biakabatuka. <laughs> Sorry, say that once more. Tim Biakabatuka, but his first name was Shimanga. That's a humongous name that I would never listen to. You guys, I thought you knew football. I, thought uh, we I know offense from the past 10 years. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I'm pretty much with Zach on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one this one is easier. Uh, item eight. Clue number one. In college, broke records set by Sammy Watkins and Larry Fitzgerald. Clue number two was a second-round pick. Clue number three has a professional career average of 10.8 yards per reception and a 66% catch rate. And number four is currently third on his team's depth chart. Clue number five caught his first touchdown pass from Andrew Dalton. AJ. AJ. Tyler Boyd. There you go. TB. Yeah. Dalton gave it all away. I know. That, yeah. Yeah, I should have known that when I'm disappointed. It's also tough when you're on the spot. Pittsburgh. Right. No, no, no. It's totally, yeah. No, I get that. Bobby's like, damn, this is fucking hard. All right. <laughs> I'm usually, I was captain of my high school trivia team. I'm pissed at myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Item nine of TB. Clue number one caught his first career touchdown from Brandon Whedon. <laughs> Clue number two was a fourth-round pick from the University of Miami. Clue number three, career averages of 15.1 yards per catch and 8.6 yards per rush. Clue number four, currently plays home games in L.A. 
Z dubs. Travis Benjamin. Zach, yes. Here we go. He's on the board. Yeah. Shit, we can still tie. <laughs> no, you've got three. Yeah, you got four. No, no, I'm, I don't count those points against me. Come on. All right. So this is a battle for second place between Bobby and Zach, essentially, because Fredo's got it in the bag. All right. Item 10 of TV. Clue number one, 23 career rushing touchdowns. Z-dubs. Z-dubs. Brady. There it is. Can I I hear the other four? (laughs) Do you want to hear the other four? Yes, please. Completion percentage was 63.8 for his career. 121 career fumbles. Two-time NFL passing yards leader. And two-time offensive player of the year. <laughs> I literally just went like from the start. Was, Tom Brady has to be one of these. <laughs> I've got like four more <laughs> that I like. I got okay. I, I got I, I'm, I'm actually really mad at myself because as soon as you said players named TB, I'm not even kidding. I have a notebook near me. I wrote down Tom Brady, Tiki Barber, and then I went, "Well, I'm done. That's all I got." <laughs> I had Trayvon Boykin. I had Ooh. tailback. I wow. had Terrell, Terrell Basham, Tyus Bowser, and Tony Baselli. Forgot about uh, Tony Baselli. Right. I forgot about Bowser, and he has such an awesome name. Right. All right, guys. Well, that's been fun. It's been a fun podcast, at least to me. I don't know about you guys. How do you feel? I had a blast. It was uh, really fun joining you guys. It's fucking terrible. No, it was great. Ah, shit. All right. Well, you can find. The podcast at NPO two six zero. We had Zach and Bobby with us, and you could find them at you can find Zach at Lopsided Trades, Lopsided and you can trades. find Bobby at Wrecked Fantasy R E K E D, and then you can find myself at Chicken Alfredo with an X instead of an I, and then you can find Nick at Nico at the bar. Oh, sorry, oh, Nico yeah, yeah. Sorry, and yeah, at the bar too. because and he's drinking his cold sorrows away, and we are out. Thank you for listening to the new Pod Order. Presented by FFD260.